0: All right, I'm going to just be real right now. There's a lot of shit going on. I have a lot of stuff that I want to say today. Some things I will. Some things I cannot. But most importantly, I know nobody asked me, but has anybody seen my AirPods? I cannot find them anywhere. I have the case, but I do not have my right ear. I do not have my left ear. I only have the two ears attached to, to my head right now. And this is kind of like a red alert and SOS, not because it's a first world problem. And, you know, I've lost something that I use on a daily basis. It's a PSA red alert SOS because I don't lose things. And you can roll your eyes, you can march your two little listening ears out of here. But I swear, I am not the type of person that lose things. I know where everything is at all times and I would never separate the airpod case from the airpods themselves and unfortunately for me they are one of those items that is like a uh can't live without it's like how I always say about the Dyson cordless vacuum at even the pricey price tag that it is if anything ever happened to it and I'm out of warranty or whatever, I'd have to replace it immediately. It's just that important to my life. And even though I was a few years behind the AirPod game, I've now learned what everybody else in the world knew. Which is that it's not easy to live without them. But it's even worse and harder to live with the fact that I, who prides myself on the way I care for things, people in AirPods included, that I've lost something. But I can explain. I can explain. And I'm going to talk it all out today as well as quite a few other things that I have on the agenda for today's podcast. Thank God it is Tuesday. Welcome back to another episode of the Botanista podcast. It's me, Taylor Miriam Rayo, your Botanista. And if I could just like take a deep breath because I felt like that was a rant and also just like cry, cry baby for a bit. I love being the Botanista But don't forget, I'm Taylor. My name is Taylor. I'm Taylor. That's my name. I like going by the buttonista, but like, I'm not Zendaya. I'm not Madonna, but I'm Taylor too. I know there's a lot of hype around Taylor Swift's new album. I know I share that name with a lot of people and I share the buttonista with nobody, but I just want Taylor to be as well known as the word buttonista because that's who I am at the end of the day. I'll respond to either name, don't get me wrong, love the nickname, love where we're going with this whole thing, but I'm Taylor, this is my show, and today I'm drinking a day chaser, but only because I'm chasing the rest of all these fall days outside. Today's episode, though, is dedicated and brought to you by just a few special partners. The one that I want to talk about first, since I need my first sip, is The Bunker, the bunker in Clifton Park has slowly sort of become the unofficial recording studio for the other podcasts that I'm on Behind the Buttons. And it's become the official place where you can get Two Buttons Deep slash Buttonista signature cocktails inspired by, dreamt up by our team. Just a few twists on classic takes. My drink there is called the First Sip Club. It is an espresso martini with two beans instead of three because we are two buttons deep at the end of the day here. So if you haven't been to the bunker in Clifton Park, you can check out their exclusive two buttons deep cocktail menu. Just ask for it. It should be out and served to you by your server. But great, cute little group of drinks, quirky, funny, if you know, you know, kind of stuff. And great cocktails. But the bunker has also opened up their second location in North Greenbush. So whether you're a Gilderland girl, a North Greenbush guy, or a Clifton Park person, check out the bunker at any of their locations. And if you're in Clifton Park especially, check out their cocktail menu. Also, the Times Union. Every other week, I hop on here and tell you about the number one media outlet in the Capital Region. Indisputably, the numbers are there. It's the Times Union. You can visit them at timesunion.com. I subscribe to the E-Edition, so I get news on my phone all day, every day. Follow them on Twitter, social media, wherever you want to do a quick link to get yourself to the Times Union and all of their stories. You need to be informed about what's going on in the area, and my podcast can only cover what's going on in my life, but also a very sliver, a very small amount of what's going on in the Capital Region compared to what the Times Union can deliver you. Okay, now that first sip I was talking about, I earned it. Podcast over. I am at Senior Buttonistas, which means I can help myself to uh, her college fridge. If you've been a listener for a while, you know that, you know, my mom's a single gal and she doesn't often, you know, stock up on groceries and food, even though she did just tell me that the price of butter is going to go up quite a bit. So I think if I opened her freezer in there, I would see... You know, the winter's worth of butter. Winter is coming, butter is rising, and inflation is not calming the fuck down. But I am sitting out here just kind of resetting. I feel like I actually kind of need this moment alone right now. I don't spend a ton of time alone. I don't love being alone. But as I mentioned at the top of the show, unfortunately, there's just a lot of shit going on in my life right now. It is filed under the category of family emergency times two. So two different things. I can't get into it in great detail because even though it involves, you know, the things and people in my life around me, it doesn't involve me directly. And I get in enough trouble at home for shit I say on this podcast that does have to do with me just because, you know, I'm embarrassing, maybe over the top, maybe I share a little too much Sally. Um, But this stuff isn't really relevant uh, to me And I don't feel like I can comment on it or get too much into detail because I don't want to upset anybody. But there's a few things that relate to having like a family emergency that I'm going to talk through on like a vaguer front, more vague front. Uh, Number one is that I always thought the term like family emergency is kind of bullshit, right? I mean, that's how you get out of work early. That's how you get a dismissal note from school. Um, That's how you just get people to like kind of feel bad for you and give you some space. With the precursor that you don't have to explain yourself. And that's why I think people sometimes think it's a cop out because you could say you're having a family emergency and everybody knows I'm not allowed to ask what it is. Until you have a family emergency, then I can understand why you don't have to explain, you don't need to share, but it's a really hard thing to go through, especially if it, well, A, it affects you the most and is hard to go through the most if it's you personally, but in the two incidents I'm dealing with right now, I'm kind of like an outsider. And I don't really have a say, I don't really have a place. And you have to understand and know when like your two cents isn't appreciated. And that, you know, the role that you have in something might be a secondary role, it might be the role that happens after all the shit gets figured out. And you have to be very careful, right? You have to kind of take a step back, take yourself out of the situation, have sympathy, empathy, all of the fees, you must have them, uh, but also just kind of know your place. So that's been an interesting learning experience for me these past few days. Um, I've seen my family kind of come together on a united front, which is really good, and that's positive and still vague enough. But there was like one like kind of cheesy Instagram quote meme that I saw that, I just wanted to read and share because it kind of sums up some of the things that is going on in my life right now. Oh, and by the way, I think I forgot to say this. Um, The number one thing is that it's the reason I lost my AirPods. I think going through this family shit, when you have a lot going on and you're stressed and like, it's kind of been a situation where like every time I check my phone, like I'm getting like important information that I need, I need to be able to pick up a call and When your mind is preoccupied like this with an emergency, I think that's when other things start to unravel. So I'm just telling St. Christopher or whoever recovers lost things that, you know, cut me a break. I have a lot going on. And if you could please uh, return my AirPods to the lost and found, I would really appreciate it. But this quote that I saw on Instagram, I don't usually reshare things like this very often. I know. Uh, The rest of the world loves to share stuff like this on Instagram often. Uh, But I think it's very important and it's something that I say all the time. So I just need to find it and I'm going to say it again right here. Um, Wow, it's not in my saved. I must have to go to my archive. Um, Hold on one second. I'm sorry. It's not really that important. But I'm going to do it anyways. Um, How do I? Am I stupid? Am Am I really stupid? Oh, I got it sorry, that was really unnecessary. Just go take a sip of something or like sniffle into your own world. This quote that I really like says, people that love you care about how they make you feel. The end. And that is just a very simple, poignant phrase that I'm like taking a deep breath, reassessing and remembering to not only live my life that way and be the person that cares about how I make others feel, but also only allow people and things into my life that care about how I feel. So I'm going to read it again. People that love you care about how they make you feel. And at the end of the day, without even being like overly sensitive or emotional or whatever, you should just care about how you make other people feel. I always say whether it's like partnerships in business, in work, friendships, relationships, you know, between your parents, whoever, I always think about like, what can I do to make someone else's day a little bit easier, you know, improve their life, offer to pick something up, uh, you know, clean up a little bit for them, whatever it is that you can do to make somebody else's life a little easier without being flashy about it, without telling them that you're doing it. I think that's really important. And I'm not saying I do that every day. We all get wrapped up in ourselves and what we have going on. And you also have to be like your best advocate, right? And like do whatever you can do to care about yourself. That that quote reflects on you. Like you can just do that to you. Is like what can I do today to make my day easier, to make me feel more comfortable in my environment or like I'm making progress or whatever. So it kind of spans throughout. But I think people really fall short a lot in that category because words are really hurtful. Actions are really hurtful. And it's okay to like get out how you feel and what you want, but how does that affect someone else? And I've just been thinking about that a lot. And I think if you start with yourself and say like, you know, I care about how I make others feel every day, whether that's on the internet, in the comment section, whether that's, you know, at the gym, it could be anything like practicing your sweaty kit and bringing a freaking towel to wipe down your dumbbells to, again, doing a favor, holding the door open. Your actions impact other people so much and it kind of spins into the other cheesy but true quote is that you don't know what other people are going through at any time, at any point, point." and little acts and little movements that you can make that do improve somebody else's life are important. And... It's not easy to do that. It's always kind of an easier said than done situation. But I saw that yesterday. It kind of summed up some things that are going on in my personal life right now. And it's a reminder to myself while I have this alone time with you, the listeners, but out here in nature and this outdoor setting that I'm in, to just focus on that and be conscious of how you make other people feel. And I always try to say that too when I'm in an argument or, you know, I'm trying to talk something through. I'm like, You can be mad. You can react. But do you understand how it makes me feel? I feel like I do say that quite often. Are you understanding how it makes me feel? Just sit with that. Sit with that. And I guess if you're out there and you're going through a family emergency or a transition of any kind in your life, I will say right now I feel for you. I'm in I'm in your space, uh, not physically or, you know, identically, but I understand what that's feeling like right now. I think this can always be a difficult time of year in general, the changing of the seasons, um, just change in general happens, you know, around this time of year. And I think a lot of people do struggle with that. So that's kind of my two cents in my long winded excuse for why I lost my AirPods, because I really don't feel Like I would be dropping the ball on that had there not been so much like shit going on, being more attached to my phone than usual to figure out, you know, what the deal is and also trying to work and be a personality. And that's the other thing, I guess, when you're going through something, depending on what kind of job you have or even not, is that it can also be really difficult to not let, you know, personal things interfere with your work. And for me... I have to get on camera. I have to do this podcast. I can't take a week off. I can't miss a meeting. So finding little moments where you can be alone, you can do something that's just for you and then not let it impact, you know, snapping on somebody else that you're working with or talking to or interacting with at Target or wherever it is. You got to kind of keep your cool and compartmentalize just a little bit so that you can keep moving forward on other fronts and then save time to really unpack and deal with the stuff that you're going through. So for me, it just so happens that, you know, I have not the luxury, but the ability to somewhat blend the two and just use my voice to say things out loud that maybe I'm not going to say in a conversation or in passing or, you know, with somebody without getting too super into detail. So I appreciate you letting me talk that through. I hope it makes enough sense and is general enough that it could apply to other people that are just going through blank Sort of whatever that is. And you can get like a little, um, a little touchy and a little stressed when things like this happen. And I got really effing touchy this morning when I saw a blatant advertisement on the Today Show, who ultimately, typically, I am a fan of. That was yet again spreading fake fashion news. It almost feels like when you're in a situation and somebody says to you, how many times am I going to tell you to lock the door before you go to bed? To, you know, take out the trash, clean up after yourself, you know, do that thing. How many times am I going to have to say it? And I looked Savannah Guthrie, right in the eyes this morning as she chatted with style correspondent, you're dead to me, when they said ballet flats are in style and they went as far as to also say they're never going out of style. There's no cause on this planet that I am more passionate about than burning every single pair of ballet flats to the motherfucking ground. I'm sorry. But I'm not sorry. I'm sorry not sorry. I don't know how many times I have to physically explain it on this show. I wish I could get this out to the masses, but listen. Like it just is fashion 101. Ballet flats are impractical. They have no support, they have no structure. If you remember buying like the Payless or the Target versions way back in the day in middle school when they first came out, they like hurt your feet. They're like caveman slippers. They're just not practical from a protection standpoint of your feet. Number two, toe cleavage out. I don't want to see the little in-betweens of your toes, you know, tucked just a centimeter or two away from a little bow that sits at the corner of your ballet flats. They're not cute they're flimsy. I don't even want to see the top of your foot. I don't even know what that's called, the arch, whatever. You're going to have to go to the Good Feet store if you wear ballet flats for any longer. They're not house slippers. They're not Cinderella slippers. They're not appropriate for any outfit. I don't want to see that much of your toe, leg, upper uh, foot area. And they're not in. I don't care that they're $11.78 on Amazon. Please, please, don't even think about like putting socks with them, trying to turn them into a Birkenstock thing. I had a big shoe conversation on this exact show a few weeks ago, and I thought we were past having to have this conversation. But here we are, me in my misery, trying to just enjoy my coffee, get my morning started on the right foot, and they're trying to tell me to put ballet shoes on my feet, ballet flats on my feet. So I was a little aggravated. Sure, I'm a little on edge these days, but I just don't want anybody to think that that stuff is okay. And while we're on the topic of fashion, um, there's another life lesson that I want to reiterate. It's hard when you do a podcast like this because I feel like I repeat and I say some of the same things frequently, Yet I forget that there's new people that are listening every day. I have 100 plus episodes out. Not everybody's listened to every single one. But there's a couple things that are kind of in in my mantra, in my Bible, my lifestyle, whatever you want to say, that are always going to reoccur. And this is one of them. So I got a fantastic response on an outfit that I wore to a fall wedding this past weekend. I just posted a little reel of it on Instagram. And... I kind of knew that this was going to be a hit with you guys because it's probably one of the more, I don't want to say the more, but in the, the top half of more wearable outfits that I've showcased that I think people relate to more because they could see themselves wearing. When I go to certain events or I wear certain colors or cuts, I think people appreciate it, but they don't see themselves in it. That's the thing when people ask me like to style them for something. I think sometimes they assume that I'm just going to put them in something that I would wear, but that's not the case. Of course, I would listen and put you in something that you would feel comfortable in when people DM me for advice and stuff like that. But I think when people see me wearing something that feels like anybody in the room could pull off, it goes over really, really well on Instagram. So it was a Rent the Runway dress for a fall wedding in like Peak Foliage in Lake George. And it was a barn wedding. So I was already... Kind of thinking, okay, this is going to be a little bit more of a casual wedding. I don't remember seeing um, a dress code on the invitation. Perhaps I missed it. But it had the perfect blend of fall colors in it. I wore it. It was a strapless gown with a tulle-tiered ruffle bottom. So it cut at my natural waist. It was a beautiful floral pattern up front. And then kind of carried the floral pattern, but with a different material, the tulle, all the way down to my ankles. So it was a floor-length dress. Uh, The straps that it came with didn't work for me. They were not adjustable and they just kind of looked like a little silly and frumpy on me. So I ditched them. I made it strapless. And to me, it felt barn appropriate. It felt honestly kind of casual. And I felt like I was doing the right thing for the venue, for the couple and just respecting where I was, who I was going to be with, the time of year, whatever. It was not my first choice dress. I wanted to wear something that I probably will wear at another time, but it was more of like a red carpet worthy dress. It was sleek, it was chic, it was high end, and it did not fit where I was going. And I have to dial it back because I want to go all out. I want to feel good, look good, play good, all of that. But sometimes for me being more of the one that wants to push the boundaries, I have to dial it back. My wedding advice that I say over and over and over again is that I, constructive criticism here, think a lot of people that I see posting wedding recaps on Instagram as guests need to take it a step further. You have to remember at the end of the day, no matter what the dress code says, no matter where you're going, this is this couple's best day of their lives. This is the fanciest event they will ever maybe be at definitely one of the fanciest things that they will ever throw and host. And no matter how much they're spending, I can guarantee you, it is a lot of money. And as a guest, not only is it your responsibility to show up as the ultimate party person and, you know, be there for them to live in the moment and enjoy the night, but I really believe that your fashion and what you're putting out there as soon as you step foot into a wedding is a reflection of how much you care about how big of a party these people are throwing essentially for you. So, it's not the time to wear a dress from Marshalls. It's not necessarily the time to just repurpose something or go dig at the back of your closet unless it's spectacular. I think everybody can do better when it comes to being a wedding guest. I know you want to be comfortable. I know you don't want to spend a lot of money, but just please consider How important this day is to the people around you. The people that have extended an invitation to you. And rent the dress. Do the accessories. Wear something floor length instead of short. I think short dresses at weddings, no matter where they are, are just out. I've said that I don't want to see your knees. I don't want to see the tops of your feet in your ballet flats. Wear a comfortable, sensible shoe, but make it go with the outfit. Dress up a little bit. Get the blowout. I mean... I know it's not about you, but it is about you in the sense that you're a reflection of the celebration that's going on and to nail it, to wear the right color in the color palette, to match the venue, to match the overall vibe of the wedding to me is your responsibility and it will make you have a great time. I was trying to think of like how to sum it up. Like, like you're blending in to stand out. Like I fit everything at this wedding Like I said, it was in Fort Anne, Lake George. It was on top of a hill. It overlooked all of the foliage. There was a waterfall. I mean, it was really stunning, beautiful venue. I did feel that people were there that were dressed appropriately. Like, I think it was a a little fancier than I thought it was going to be, so I didn't look overdressed. But I just can't stress enough how important it is, I think, for you to really curate an outfit instead of grab something from the back of your closet when you're going to a wedding and I know that the wedding season is kind of going to start to wind down now it's the end of fall but if you take anything away from this podcast if you ever need to dm me that is really important to me I think it is I mean obviously I talk about weddings all the time I love them but you have to look the part you have to be the best guest and the best dressed guest And there's so many different ways to do it without just throwing in the towel and saying, hey, I don't really care. I'm going to, you know, take my shoes off and wear the free flip-flops at some point after my, you know, salmon and green beans anyway. So that's that. Oh, a couple other fun things about this wedding that I was not expecting. They took a commitment shot at the aisle after their vows, before they kissed or maybe after. They literally both had a little nip of vodka. Never seen that in my life. Real deal party people instead of doing a full intro with like, you know, the groomsmen and the bridesmaids and all that, they played a round of flip cup in front of the audience. Again, just what a way to set the tone for the night. And my friend who was the groom, he walked down uh, the aisle to like, I don't know. I can only equate it to like the Undertaker, like WWE, like Hulk Hogan, like scary wrestling intimidation music. And it just made everybody smile and laugh all night. So it really was a great wedding. I'm glad that everybody loved my dress. And I just want to show you that like it's a like you can do that. You can dress up. You can feel good. You're blending in to stand out, feel good about yourself and, you know, just do your do your justice for whatever. The third fashion thing that I want to bring up today is the topic that I mentioned briefly last week. I felt like needed a little bit of a longer explanation. And it's just that um it's just that I hate gift cards. I hate them so much. And there was another like shocking statistic on the, uh, on the Time, whoa, well, Capital Region, Times Union, Best Dress, Today Show. There was another shocking statistic on the Today Show that said the like Americans as a whole, I think I have this number right. It actually might even be on my computer, so I say it totally right. We have $21 billion in unused gift cards right now. That is an average of $175 per person that we are just sitting around, hanging around with. And I heard that on the show. And if this happened after the Ballet Flats thing, I think they would be back in my good graces. But unfortunately, it went the other way around. I resonated with this so hard. And I don't know, like, what it is. But I personally have no issue spending money. I mean at all. Money I don't have. I mean, that's most of the money I spend is money I don't have. Shout out to credit cards. Um, Again, another issue I'll deal with at a later time. But I have so much trouble spending a gift card. I can literally rattle off what I have left in gift cards that I've just never spent. I don't even touch them. I think it's because like when you're little, And you get gift cards for a gift when you're just a kid at birthday parties and stuff or Christmas from your aunts and uncles. I think your parents always instill in you that, you know, you should spend it on something that's really important. Something that you really want, have like been saving up for. Because I think parents say that because you're trying to rush them out to go to Target on like Christmas night uh, or the next day. Like, oh, can we go to Toys R Us? Can we get my gift cards? Can we use my gift cards? Can we use my gift cards? And they're like, stop. Think about what you want. Give me some time. You know. Let me nurse this, like, post-Christmas hangover or whatever, and then we'll figure out what you want at the store. So I think I've just been, like, scarred from hearing that my entire life, that I should spend the gift card on something that I really want. But I have a gift card that is from last birthday so September 2021 I have a pottery gift card pottery barn gift card that I've never touched I have a Target gift card from Christmas do you know how much money I've spent at Target since Target needs to sponsor this show I've said the word Target 400 fucking times I've I've probably spent $2,000 at Target if not more and I won't use a $50 gift card that I have I need it to be something special at Target. I don't want to spend it on, you know, toilet paper or, you know, finishing spray for my hair or a quip refill. Like, I need to spend it on something important. I have a gift card there. I have gift cards to Crossgates, which I love Crossgates. I go there all the time. They are a sponsor. They give gift cards to Capital Region's Best Dressed Winners. And I hope that those winners are not like me because I have gift cards everywhere. And I don't spend them. I just put myself into a deeper hole in my credit card waiting for thinking that I have something else that's better out there that I need to save it for. I have home goods gift cards. Oh my. I'm actually aggravated thinking about how much in gift cards I have. And after seeing this story, after talking it through, I finally did use one. I got the coolest effing pair of jeans. I did what my childhood self was told to do. I had store credit at Violets in Saratoga and... I am glad I had store credit there because I want to continue to support the business. I didn't need this refund back on my card at the time. I was more than happy to put it on store credit and know that, you know, when I shopped with them for however long, depending on what I got, I could chip away at this credit instead. But I love violets. And again, I've spent money in there and said I'm going to save the gift card for something else. And I finally did use it the other day. I treated myself during this Family emergency time. That's something else that can make you feel better is treating yourself within reason. And I put my big fat store credit to to a big fat pair of pretty expensive jeans. I would never spend this money on jeans in my life, but they were the perfect fit. They're a super cool style. They're a Goldie jeans, which a lot of people do slide in my DMs to ask me if a Goldie jeans are worth the hype. And I've tried a few pairs, mostly bought them on sale, only bought them from Violets in Saratoga, so I can try them on. But this pair is like new age, like assless chaps, which yes, I know all chaps are assless. Trust me, these these are ass chap. They have an ass. They're not assless. But they're a mix between black denim, and faux leather I love black leather pants in the winter I don't have a lot of jeans that I like so it was kind of just the culmination of things that I would like to see in pants a pair that I think I can get a whole lot of wear out of a brand that I'm desperately like throwing myself at to try to get it to like fit me and notice me and give me back what I'm trying to put into them like I just want to be cool I just want to wear goldie jeans I just want to say that they're worth the hype and not only did I get them I treated myself, I used to store credit, and I fit into like a pre-pandemic tailor size, which means these are magical jeans that are meant for me because every time I see them, I see the tag on the inside, I see how they fit, I feel like I'm going to be happy. So I took my own advice, I started to bite the bullet, and now my mission is to start using these gift. I just feel like, I don't know why, I feel like is there like a stigma with gift cards? Like sometimes I feel like I feel bad because, like, maybe, like, the business isn't, like, making money off of me because I'm using a gift card. I think I need to, like, talk to somebody about this. I need to seek professional help about why I can't spend gift cards. But listen, if you have Crossgates gift cards from me, please go out and use them because I want you to tag me and show me what you're getting. If you need advice, I'm happy to help you out. But this is definitely something that, again, by saying it out loud, I'm going to work myself through. And I think we need to end the stigma. We need to talk about this. We need to normalize using gift cards. Oh, and the fourth... oh Wow, I have a lot of shopping topics today. I forgot. I've just been like... I guess I've just been like, uh, like hoarding them like a little squirrel. All the squirrels around me right now have nuts in their mouth. And, you know, I'm glad that they do that in broad daylight out in the open. If you're going to have nuts in your mouth, I mean, turn the cameras off. But... I'm so stupid. I just have to say this. This is a total, like, buttonista blonde moment. And I'm kind of proud of it because it has to do with Amazon Prime. I've said on the record multiple times that I'm not an Amazon Prime person. I don't have it. I have a family members that I use, but I don't use it. And I just... When I think to shop, that's not where I think. I know you can get pretty much everything else that you buy in real life on Amazon. But if I know that it's local, if I know I can get it the same day, you know, with a local business or just uh, somewhere within reach, I just don't think to go on Amazon. I don't want to wait. I just don't think even Prime really works in this area. It always says it's going to be here the next day and it never is. But this one time, because I wanted some retail therapy, I kept seeing influencers and local people and everybody post like... They were calling it Prime Day Early Access Deals. So I saw some things on there. I even put a couple things in my cart. And it was like Prime Day Early Access is October 11th and 12th. So I'm like, great. I'm just getting a head start on like what I want since these are the early access days. And then the other days must be coming soon. So like I thought like, you know, 11th and 12th was like early access. And then like 13, 14 must have been like the real prime thing. So I had these things in my car. I kind of waited, slept on it, made sure I really want them. And then I go back to Amazon like two days later when I figured, okay, early access is over. Now it's like the real deal, you know, big shebang. And everything's full price again. And I'm like, Taylor, what the fuck? Like, oh my God, senior bot needs to see her. I haven't seen her in a few days. I'm excited to catch up with her. I got to end this podcast. But I'm like, you stupid bitch. Amazon Prime Day is like in November. And the 11th and 12th were the early access days. I thought it was like a whole week. I mean, come on. They want us to shop whenever, wherever, all the time, online. And I freaking missed it. So all the little cute accessories and sunglasses and like weird, quirky, cheap things that I wanted were full price because I wasn't even smart enough to realize that the early access days were the days. And that really pissed me off because I felt like I missed out and I felt like that was just a blonde moment. But again, kind of felt proud because I'm like, I don't need you, Amazon. Like, I didn't need that stuff anyway. And I'm such an Amazon novice that I didn't even know this. And it's not because I'm blonde because I'm not even blonde anymore. And it's also because I keep hitting my, oh, I just keep hitting my reflexes with my phone. This is the only thing this new phone is good for. Wow, three times a charm. I just hit my reflex three times. I'm a healthy girl. Okay. I feel like I've been talking for an awful long time. I had a lot of, um, sort of fashion related, uh, gripes that I wanted to get out, that I wanted to reiterate, that I wanted to set in stone. Um, but they, most of them have happy endings, so it's okay. Um, I think I'm just almost ready to wrap it up right here. I'm just going to say one last thing. Um, Just so I can tell you guys about the plant hatch in Clifton Park, you might already know. I have worked with them in the past and it has been a phenomenal experience getting to know the people and the plants behind the plant hatch. It is a very expansive retail store in Clifton Park. Maybe it's next to my nail place, maybe it's not. Please don't go blow up my nail place. Just go blow up the plant hatch. But They have a very cool curated selection of indoor houseplants. This is that time of year that, you know, you're getting out of your garden and you're getting into your indoor spaces, trying to warm things up, make them feel cool. Give you some vacay vibes, maybe vacay vibes with some, uh, you know, little uh, kind of like palm tree looking organic things, things that you can grow and re-sprout or whatever. Or... Maybe you just want to order yourself or somebody you love some flowers, buy them some gifts. You kind of really just have to go check it out in person to see what it's all about. So follow the Plant Hatch on Instagram if you're not already and check it out. I'm going to be doing some fun stuff with them over the next few months, getting you into holiday mode, again, getting you into like interior design mode. And there's just so much to look forward to when you go in there and a very cool shopping experience that you're not going to get on Amazon. So take that, Amazon. Last but not least, I... After all this, after all this griping, ranting, and reflecting, I need to get the fuck out of here. I am feeling that feeling so much, and I had a funny conversation with one of our clients today where we were talking about going away. He said he was about to celebrate his 20th anniversary, and he said, you know, we haven't gone anywhere real in a while, and I'm like, I haven't gone anywhere real in a while, And it does sound a little kind of like bratty to say that because I've had a great year. I mean, I got to go to Charleston. I went to Savannah, Georgia. I've been to Atlanta for a wedding. Um, So I've done some traveling, right? I just went down to New York City for a really quick trip to see Harry Styles. But I need to go somewhere real. And even when you can't go somewhere real... I'm saying this to myself because I can't go somewhere real right now I realize I haven't taken any time off of work to button seat buttonista at all really I haven't taken like a vacay it's very hard in our business to say I'm going to go for a way for a week it's not that I can't and I would really 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 like to do that soon I'm feeling like I want to go to London and see my family I was just listening to a podcast that was uh, about a trip to London so I'm just like getting that antsy feeling like I need to travel again and it's so hard to find the money, to find the time. And I've always been team staycation. Um, I have maybe an opportunity to do that in the next couple of weeks, but I am going on a girl's trip this weekend to Philadelphia to see one of my best friends. And we all know I don't like the phrase, it makes my heart so happy, but I am looking forward to this so much because as soon as I said, I'm not going anywhere real. I'm like, oh my God, I'm at least going somewhere This weekend. I'm going to see some new things, go to a new restaurant, laugh with my friends. I'm usually the one that, you know, is sort of the ringleader trying to make people laugh, tell jokes, but I haven't done a girls weekend. These are my best friends from like middle school, high school in so long. It's literally probably been four or five years since we've done this, had the time to coordinate everybody's schedules, a place, And I'm just so looking forward to it, even though it's going to be, you know, a 48-hour getaway. I can't stress enough how important it is to just get out of your own environment sometimes. I think it brings you clarity. It brings you new perspective, laughs, memories, and it's the perfect time of year to do it. It's fall. I'm just so effing excited. I hope I chase Friday to my fullest ability because I know I need it. I'll come back with more stories to share, more stuff to talk about on this podcast next week. But. Yeah. Give me a break. Give you guys a break. Be kind. Care about the way you make others feel. And I will see you next Tuesday.